Testing, we're sound on. working. All yep. right, yeah, looks like it's it's good. All right, so we're live. Number two. Number two. So uh, we don't have a name yet. No, we don't. We'll come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think today we should talk about something that was I was talking about with some other people recently, and that's the placebo effect. Placebo. I. Uh, it came up in conversation when I was training a high school kid recently because he, he asked me about, and I don't even remember what it was, but he asked me about some supplement and he goes, is that real or is it just a placebo effect, right? And the implicate, the framing of that question is like the placebo effect means that it doesn't do anything, right? Right. Well, there's a bias already in it because of how the, the question was framed, but right. yes. Yep. Right. But by definition, placebo effect means that it did do something because you believed that it was going to yeah, do something. Regardless of if it is actually effective or not. Yeah. Whether right. there's a whether there's an identifiable mechanism by which the thing worked mm -hmm. or not, it seemed to work. And that's what I was I told him and I, I said the most fascinating thing about something is if you go and read a study on a method, a supplement, a medication, um, you know, whatever it might be, oftentimes they'll do, you know, a control group that is given a placebo right and sometimes that's the most interesting group to look at because you go and read like the data on the placebo group and you know if the thing worked right if they give them a, a supplement and then it, it actually is is functionally effective you'll see more results in the group where they actually gave them the supplement but in invariably you'll see somebody yeah. in the placebo group that oh, had an effect right <laughs> yeah it may it might not be as strong as the people who right. were given the real thing but it ha something happened, mm -hmm. right? Because they really believed that they were getting the thing because it was a placebo pill or whatever, and they probably believed that it was going to work. Somebody said to them like, hey, this thing that we're giving you is for X. This is for muscle growth. And they're like, all right, sweet, my muscles are gonna grow, and then their <laughs> muscles grow, right? Yeah. And so, and he, it, the kid in question was staring at me with his mouth hanging open like, are you insane? <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, but yeah. unrelated, right? Yeah, right. So I was like, you know, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think that if we know that the placebo effect is a thing, we can probably use that to our own advantage all the time. And so this got me on the other train of thought, like, those of us who are, like, really curious about learning about the mechanisms behind everything, and then we're like, yeah, this thing... It's, it's bullshit. It doesn't work, right? Should we just choose blissful ignorance from time to time? I guess that's probably a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, blissful ignorance is great. There's sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know, maybe, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a try. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, uh, but I think there's also you, to truly choose blissful ignorance, you have to be on like one, you have to be on two ends of the spectrum, right? You either have to be actually blissfully ignorant or choose to give something a chance. Because there's a lot of times, like, we always, us as humans, like, think how often you and I talk about this, even in the field that I work in. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a healthcare professional. I'm like a sports physician, injury professional. I'm a chiropractor by trade, okay? Chiropractic is notorious for presetting bias, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you go to a chiropractor and they're like, oh, you know, it's going to take 12 to 16 visits to get you back to normal. And then, you know, once you're normal, it's going to take this to maintain it. We don't know that because your body is different than everybody else's. 
So I just set the bias in your head that you're going to need me. Mm. Or you go in and someone's like, you're going to be 50% better when you walk out the door. You just set a bias. Yeah. That's a bias. Yeah. So doing that, you've completely defeated your scientific approach or like your methodic approach to whatever you're doing. Yet, what you just said, at the same time, when you look at like the guys we train in baseball, right? We run a throwing development program. You can call it a velocity program. You can call it whatever you want. I don't like calling it a velocity program because that implies that your velocity is going to improve. Mm-hmm. Whereas really what we're doing is we're like manifesting these kids in this environment. We're just like, everybody pick a number that mm. you want. Yeah. And 90% of the time, well, I shouldn't say 90, but a lot of the time, actually 100% of the time, kids improve just because they're grasping for something they haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And yeah, that's, and that's kind the of, manifest placebo, like you can visualize things into existence because our brain's so powerful and that your body will like organize itself or your your system will organize itself. So think about like when we're teaching kids like breaking balls or how to spin the ball harder. We're always like pictured in your brain doing what you want it to do and then your body organizes mm-hmm. and boom, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this kind of comes. This kind of reminds me of our previous conversation around pain. Like, is this is it so wrong as a as a practitioner or as somebody who is offering something as help? If you're not a hundred percent sure, maybe you're ninety percent sure in this method that you're using. Yeah. If you can present yourself as a believable person and you can tell somebody, "Hey, I'm going to do this mumbo jumbo, and your back's <laughs> not going to hurt anymore," yeah. right? And they believe you. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that it's going to work just because they believed you? I mean, that's what it is. It's possible that that that's, ends up being the case, right? Just like it's possible that we tell somebody, like, you know, you're going to set an intention for this next month, and if you just do what I tell you to do, you're going to get there. And then, invariably, they get there because of their belief in themselves, right? Right. And it's yeah. not even about belief in us or where their, co- their other coaches or whatever it is that right. they're doing, it's about their belief in their own ability to get wherever they're going. To improve, to actually yeah. be given the opportunity to express themselves to a certain degree. Which I think is like you, I, like, I don't, like, what we do is, none of what we do is, like, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. We're not the first to do it. We're just taking variables of what other people do, right? But, like you said, our job is to create an environment that expects things from kids. So like that the athletes themselves are driving their own adaptation, mm-hmm. really. We're just, we're in an environment where they wanna ask more than what they've had. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really our job, right? Because that is like, exactly like, going back to what you said about, I'm gonna do this medical mumbo jumbo, but it like really, that's, that's what, um, if you look at like someone who does like the little like chiro- like the activator or like someone who does like um, dry needling all over your body and is mm-hmm. like this will heal your sinuses and you get up and you're like oh my sinuses feel better yeah. it also could have been just because you laid face down for <laughs> an hour like your sinuses are gonna drain if you lay yeah. that face down for an hour right yeah so yeah there's yeah. this yeah. it's this it's building trust but I, I do think that when it comes to like the placebo effect there's such there's such a small divide between placebo and then the power of like manifesting or visualizing things. Mm. Cause it's, if we're talking about like degrees of separation there, it's like 
two, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's totally fair. Right. It, it, it reminds me, I, I I read something recently about acupuncture, how it it got used for like thousands of years, and then modern Western medical science has sort of debunked it as like, mm-hmm. you know, they they put it in the same bucket as like waving a crystal around, right? You yeah. know, and, and they're like, it's just it's nothing, it's placebo effect, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I had this thought, and, you know, in the specific case of acupuncture, I could be completely wrong. You know, I don't know. But it's probably possible that if something works for a lot of people, and people go and study it, and they go, there's no identifiable mechanism as to why this could work. People just, it works because people believe it works. It's possible that there is a mechanism, and people just haven't found it yet. Yes. Well, that's like, so there's, that's like when people claim that they're like neurologically based in their practice, right? Mm. Like, unless you're a freaking neurologist, like you are a doctor of neurology, literal. Which there really aren't that many of in truth. That are really like true. A handful in every state, probably. Studying neurologists, like high level neurologists that would, that understand exactly how this sequencing within the brain works. The brain to most people is like the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Like, I know a little about the brain. I know enough just to be dangerous, but I'm not a freaking neurologist, right? So, exactly. So when we look at when we look at the stimulus point of like what acupuncture is, right? It's a foreign body going into your body. It has to create some sort of stimulus. Yeah, I can't do nothing. I mean, zero. Right. You're maybe that's all something. it maybe that's all it takes. Maybe. Right? Cuz yeah. we talked about this last time with like <clears throat> Uh, our perception of pain, yeah. Um, our perception of pain, right? It's this pain. Realistically, is something happening to you that you've never experienced before that creates a physical impact. Realistically, you're confusing your body so much that it sends a panic signal, right? Is is that not what acupuncture is? Yeah, I suppose so, right? And it's like that, but we don't need to really is if it's effective. If it's effective, and it's been effective for God knows when the first dude in China mm-hmm. or wherever in Eastern Asia popped a needle in somebody and was like, what do you think? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they got up and they're like, oh, I feel better, right? But do you, I bet you that's how it went. What yeah. do you think? How do you think it went? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we're talking about 2,000 years ago. He might have, it might have been against their will. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. I actually, the last clinic I worked at, there was a gal who was a 10th generation acupuncturist from China. 10? 10. So let's Good say, God. let's say, let's, let's say each one of her ancestors lived, let's be, let's take a conservative 80. Yeah. She we'll was say. not a large woman. Like yeah. she's going to make it to a hundred. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Let's say a conservative 80. That's 800 years in one family of doing acupuncture. That's, that's bananas. That's man. crazy. And she was a wizard. I mean, like the crap she did, man, I would go in there and I'm like, how did you do that? And she's like, this is, I learned this from so-and-so. She led the spirits of her ancestors. Exactly. She, I, yeah, seriously. I say that sometimes <laughs> like half kidding, but I, I tell you what, man, I, there's, there's certainly some value there. Right. But no, I, I, either way, that's, I think that, that there, I think there are a lot of things where like you can choose, you can choose blissful ignorance because it's not going to hurt you to try it. Like yeah. give it a shot. Like well, um, what, uh, we wanted our guys to move faster the other day and we were like, Okay, what should we try? Well, let's just try moving them faster. Yeah. And see if it creates the result we want. Grab an object, and we, we did that yeah. drill where you're just waving a ball around really yeah. hard. Like. And then and then grab a small ball and throw it as hard as you can. Yeah. And then grab your partner and throw them in the air further than they can jump. 
And what did we get? Yeah. Everybody's velocity went up like yeah. what three or four percent. Yeah, it's the, it's that environment thing, right? right. Like you you kind of make it exciting and fun, right? right. I, I feel like when it comes to sports, that's easier than oh, than, yeah. than say like a clinical setting. Like how mm -hmm. do you? Of course, you, you know you come in your clinic and it's it's kind of a cool, fun yeah. place. There's a gym in the back. You usually have your mountain of a dog running yeah. around, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? So there, there's some things that are very obvious how you kind of make it feel less of like a stuffy medical environment. But yeah. what do you do? You have anything else you consciously do to try to like make your treatment environment um, an environment for success? As we we talk about that in sports, but you know it's and I think people get that inherently in the context of, of especially with kids. Mm -hmm. And with sports, because it's kind of like everybody played Little League and they know like this is fun or whatever, yeah. you know. And um, But everybody goes to a doctor's office. Like if I, if I go to a regular doctor's office, I, I immediately feel like I need to get out of this place as fast, yesterday. Yeah, as fast as I can get out. It, it's, it's just a, it's a bad environment. Even if it's not a hospital, it feels like a place where people go to die. Yeah. I could be at a dermatology clinic and I'm like this is a morgue <laughs> I hate this place so much yeah you know right. no that's a good question so one of the big things I learned this from you met my bud, buddy Ben sorry Bubbery. yeah yeah mm -hmm. so super intelligent cat mm -hmm. little out there real mm -hmm. smart dude um, and he brought up a really good point to me he was like there's this he's like there's a barrier that exists when you refer to yourself in a position of power Right, mm -hmm. and realistically, when I'm here, I'm handling, I'm a, I'm adult to adult. Yeah, I'm peer to peer realistically. Like, like you talk to somebody that you meet at the bar. Like that's, if you don't have that relationship, you're not going to get the full truth True. of what's happening. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you this filtered down thing that they practiced on the way over, maybe, or whatever. So I think part of it, yes, is we have dogs here, which is great, takes the edge off. Um, my wife and I, Megan and I, are very like laid back. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a lot of, we try and make it as stress-free as possible. Um, it's a big space with like different stuff in it, which makes it different, which makes it cool, more comfortable. Um, there's usually music playing. Like, you know, we try and keep it laid back because that's how you get the truth out of people. Mm. That's how you get people to actually tell you what's happening with their body. Otherwise they give you like that abbreviated version. They're like, you know, if I, if I just tell them this, then we can get going on this thing and mm. I can get out of here. Kind of, oh, it's, almost, it's like you're fibbing to the principal. Exactly. You know? yeah, I'm in exactly. the principal's office talking to my yep. doctor mm -hmm. because they're going to be like, you know, do you, do you drink alcohol or use tobacco? And right. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm a clean man. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> tobacco? <laughs> what? Isn't this prohibition? No. Uh, but no, I think one of the big things that really helped, honestly, was I don't, when I introduce myself, like, granted, it helps that I'm like a, a bigger dude and I kind of have that like persona of, like, I'm just going to take care of you. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. Um, but I don't use, like, the doctor title. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary because they're already in my clinic yeah. to see me. I don't need to lord over someone to give them the best information possible. Like, yeah. let's make it a team effort to create this, like, synergistic path yeah. to whatever outcome you would like. They've already made... They made the conscious part, decision to walk in the door. Yeah, they made part of the decision to trust you when they walked, when they yep. drove here and walked in the door. Exactly. Yep, they could yeah. go anywhere, right? Yeah. So I learned that from Ben Sorry Bubbery, and I was like, that's a really good perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's worked really well because we, like, we, we get really good results, and then we also, like, when stuff doesn't go right, people are much more honest with you. They're not going to lie to your face and be like, well, we should, I, 
you know, I, maybe we keep trying. They're like, no, like, hey, man, I've, I've been doing my stuff. I've been doing my therapy. Megan gave me these exercises. I've been hammering them for the last, like, month. Mm-hmm. There's been no change. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Because then I can send you to someone who's above me, right? I can send you to an orthopedist or I can send you, because that's really what we do. Like, we, you know, we deal in pretty, like, most of the time when we're seeing people, like, we got a guy standing out there right now that's, like, a 50-inch vertical yeah. volleyball player that's yeah. got a knee thing going on. We're going to try stuff with him for like a month. If it doesn't work, I'm going to send in my knee specialist who goes through McCarty, who's the best elbow and shoulder guy that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And I've met a lot of them. So it's like knowing where you, st- I think there's also a part of it is like knowing where we stand in the chain of like, know food, what the food chain. Exactly. Know yeah. what you do know, know what you don't know. Don't overplay your hand. Like if you're past your, just like we had with um, Marski. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Andrew Marski. Same thing. Like, let's just check the box. Like, I don't have x-ray vision. Yeah. I can't see inside your body. Yeah. And you can give me information. You can give us information, right? But unless you're comfortable enough to give us true information, the hell are we going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. How do you... So, bringing that that whole that whole thing that, that, you, that you just described and, and framing that and bringing it sort of full circle back to belief in whatever you're doing i've seen people from a performance standpoint where they've decided ahead of time that this is not going to work oh yeah right so 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 sort of the inverse of what we were talking Mm -hmm. about right where people they want to do something because they really believe it work and and us as the professional we're like shrug our shoulders all right man whatever (laughs) go for it man (laughs) i guess it's gonna work for you because you really want it to you know Mm -hmm. um but I think we've probably both seen people where, for whatever reason, they, they really identify with whatever problem they have. And they, deep down, they sort of don't want it to go away. And so what you're, whatever method you choose to try to help them with, they've kind of decided it's not going to work. They kind of have this thing where it's like, hey, I got, I've got knee pain. And you're like, well, let's try this. And they're like, no, no, no. My knee pain is special knee pain. <laughs> you don't you don't have any idea, yeah. Alex. Yeah. Your right. stuff, there's no way that works for my knee. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and I think I, I don't have an answer to this because every time that I've run into this, I kind of just bang my head against the wall for a while until it it either resolves itself or mm-hmm. I get frustrated enough to sort of give up and they give up and we go our separate ways. I mean, I, I've not found a good answer to this. I don't, I don't have one either. So usually like the beauty of what we do is at our clinic is that we like, honestly, if someone isn't going to buy in and they're not going to fit, they just leave, which is fine. Like I learned that the hard way when I was first in practice, I cared more about the client's outcome than I did about like, you know, than they did. Mm. I was more invested than they were. Mm -hmm. And then if someone's going to come in and they, but this is also, let me back up a little bit. If we go back to what is wrong with our model of like training or like medicine or our society is that you get diagnosed with something and you get put in a box and people just buy in and mm-hmm. they're like, that's me. Yeah. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm going to be that guy for forever. It'll never get better. This is who I am. <laughs> right. That's, that's what it becomes. Right. Whereas like we have the, like we have the advantage of like, Perfect examples. I tear my, I tore my UCL, and I was like, I'm gonna try throwing for a little longer. Let's just see if it gets better. Yeah. Because what do I have to lose? It's already torn. Why do I care? Right? Like I broke my hand. 
oh, I'll just keep training. Like, yeah, it's well, already it, broken. I guess in fairness, you and your situation in life, you do feel like you have le- a lot less to lose. I think there are people who either, like maybe a, a high school or a college athlete, feels like they have a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. And there's probably people who are, you know, adults who are casual athletes or they, they, they also may feel like they have a lot left to lose. I right. think I think that you have a psychology where you're like, ah, eh, screw it. I've played my ball. Yeah. If this is it, this is fun you know, for me. I'll go down yeah. and blaze the glory. <laughs> you know, yeah. so right. But no, I th- so like back to your point of if someone has a preset bias or they have a preset of like, this is who I am. This is what I'll, uh, this is what I am. The only way that this is going to get better is if I see a surgeon. Mm-hmm. I'm only here to check the box of trying. I'm mm-hmm. quoting the air right now. If you I'm trying, and I have a silly looking face on, um, what what we're looking at is that they've already made the decision. It's been decided. Mm-hmm. We're not psychologists. We can play psychologists from time to time, but we're not. Yeah. And I'm not good at psychologists because I'm. I just look at them and I go. Why'd you do that? Well, I can't even figure out my own brain, let alone yeah. somebody else. <laughs> there's a lot bouncing around up there. But there's a, I think the biggest thing is that when you come, when we come to that sort of like crossroads, we're never going to be able to change the mind. Mm. They have to be the ones to consciously be like, okay, I'm going to do something different intentionally to try and change it. Mm. But I'm not going to do something different to try and make it better. I'm just going to try and change it. I think that's like one of the biggest things that, Another thing that we use a lot is we use that term change. I'm mm. not I'm not looking for better or worse. I just change. Yeah. Some kind of change. Did it last longer? Did it last shorter? Did you get more done? Did you get less done? How how did you feel when you did that? How did it feel when you did this? Like there's yeah. not try not to load the bias of being like we're gonna make it better. Yeah. It's more like, okay, we're just gonna change it. Yeah, and then building see a, what happens. Building sort of a an understanding around like change is adaptation. If I'm getting some change, I'm driving right. some kind of adaptation, right. which means I'm probably moving in a direction, you mm-hmm. know, and that's good. Yeah. The worst thing that you can do is not go anywhere. Right. So I, I think bringing that back to, like, we started with placebo, but like the idea today, this is probably just going to be the placebo podcast. I episode, guess so. Because yeah. it's way more interesting than, I'm not interested in saying, the, in talking about the other thing right now, because we still have more to develop on this. But, um, even when we can apply this to what the original topic was, which was, does your training matter if you don't care? Obviously it doesn't. Yeah. Because it's so much of it's manifesting. Like I was, I was talking with Lincoln, uh, who coached at NIAC and he said the same thing. He's like, dude, these guys, like the baseline just became 90 because they just manifested it. Like it was, they saw it because that's just what the minimum was. Mm -hmm. It became the minimum. Right. Yeah. And that's like, you look at, um, who was I talking to about this? Well, that's a great example of how people have these big velocity jumps when they get to college. Yeah. Right? I think that, you know, you might have the hardest thrower or the second hardest thrower on a high school team throwing like 84. Yep. And he's like, he might even be training really hard to gain velocity. Mm-hmm. And he might even really believe, but he doesn't really get that jump until he gets to college and he's in the new environment where the, there's a new baseline, yeah. like you just said. Yeah. And something happens, and, and it could be it could be that he, you know, that that one year older, you know, he's, he's another, you know, he's one yeah. year deeper into puberty, and he's, yeah. you know, his nervous system is developing, his, you know, his muscles and his tendons are developing more completely. It could be that. But there's enough of a pattern there that I think that that just existing in a new environment of 
where there is a certain a new certain baseline is there's got to be something there new sure. stimulus new energy new people new expectation the body loves variability we know this novelty yeah. is king sure. like that's yeah. one of the biggest things that we know right like you you want to you want to force adaptation really fast adapt or die mm-hmm. put them in a position that and this and this works in think about people who start a new job and all of a sudden they're like a completely different person because they just have a new setting yeah, it's that's, just a fresh start. That's a great point. Like that's that's how, and if we bring it all back to the placebo effect, it's like our brain is so powerful in what it can do, and ninety percent of it is perception. Mm. Like, how do you perceive? Going back to the pain one, how do you perceive like where you're at or what you're doing or how important or how unimportant it is or like you know why does it matter to you or does it matter to you? Yeah. So yeah, like the going like specifically to training is like environment, environment, environment. Mm. 20 times out of 20, yeah. right? Like we moved to this new clinic and got a fresh gym and our training went up like 30% just because we got more space. I'm not training in the corner of a clinic. Yeah, It's way more fun, right? There's yeah. a reason we come to your place and train all the time because there was space to train and mm-hmm. it has like a better energy than our uh, former clinic space. It's the same reason that like we get to this new facility and all of a sudden we got like this influx of dudes that are like, this is dope. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, it's a, it's a baseball well, place, and people may and and people might come to this clinic, not even use your, your training area, but they just like the being energy. treated near a power rack. Yes, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, and that that's that's such an interesting thing because when you say it out loud like that, you kind of go like that. Well, all right, sounds kind of <laughs> dumb, but I, mean, it, I suppose it's not dumb. I, th- mm-hmm. I think you, um, I think you build up whatever your perception of reality is based off of your environment around you. Right. And perception is reality for right. most people. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about, if we want to talk about like manifesting, honestly. So when I was, when I first started wanting to become a chiropractor, the guy I was working with, you met him, Jason O'Donnell. Yes. Great dude. Shout yes. out to Dr. J. Great guy. Um, uh, we would work at a CrossFit gym. Mm. And at that time, that was right when CrossFit was like becoming big. So I trained as like a CrossFitter for like a summer, and I was like, "This is dope! Like, I love being at this gym. There's, a, we as chiropractors are treating this gym. That's kind of sweet. I'd love to have a gym in my practice." Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went away from that because I went and worked at, you know, I was working at Knutson. And then like when we first started this, I was like, "Crap, we're gonna have to be like this high volume clinic. It's the only way we're gonna pay the bills." Yeah. Bippity boppity, we're three years into this thing, and I got a gym in my office. Yeah. It happened, right? Yeah. But you got to put that energy out in the universe. Like you got to, something has to, you have to, I think if we go back to this, like one of the biggest drivers of like people like that are really successful or people that, not that like we're uber successful, but I want stuff. Like not like objects, but like I want energy. Like yeah. That's my biggest, you know me, I'm like a huge energy dude. Like that's what I want. I want to sure. be in a setting or an environment that like fires me up. Like now, now I want to you... be dialed up to like, if I can dial up to 15, like that's what I want. Oh yeah. 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 That, you're, yeah. you're a human golden retriever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, now this is, I think that you and I probably differ a little bit on this, mm-hmm. but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Cause I'm, I'm like very... I'm super analytical. I'm I'm really type A. Mm-hmm. If I want something, I'm like I want this thing mm-hmm. in at some someday I want this. My yeah. next instinct is to start to build a plan. Mm-hmm. Like like a 
a playbook or a path and like stepwise goals, right? I'll be like, okay, if I want that thing, I'm gonna have to do X, Y, and Z in order to, you know, steps to get there, mm -hmm. right? Now, did you approach this with that approach? Because I, I, I have a suspicion that you didn't. Nope. No. I, I'm terrible at that. So I, I am such a manifest, like, just go until it happens just kind of guy. Just do stuff. Do what you, do the right thing over and over and over and over and over again, right? And do the right thing by people or whoever you're invested in. And I have, like, this firm faith that, like, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're serving your purpose and you're serving people and you're helping them and you're like genuinely invested in like making, for me it's people because that's just what I do, right? So mm -hmm. if I'm genuinely impacting people all the time, I'm probably gonna end up where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm super laid back in that sense, whereas my wife is not. She's like, well, what are we gonna have to do to do this? Like when I first met her, it was, it was awful. And I was like, I was like, Megs, you gotta chill. Like, <laughs> I was like, we're either gonna get there or we're not. Like, it's either gonna happen or it isn't, right? And it's like you can hold your breath all day about something, but it's like, you can you don't get me wrong. I'm not not taking actionable steps. Like, I'm, we're, I'm very analytical as far as like business wise and like you know being smart with our finances and like making sure that things are feasible. And I'm not just like throwing like all to the wind and like just hopefully it happens. Like, yeah, it's. I'm working towards a goal, but I'm not like stressed out or being like, yeah. didn't hit that check mark. It's never going to happen. It's more like, it, you know yeah. what? It's happening. It just, it's going to happen in its time. Like you can't really good things. I learned this from my dad. So he, when he coached at Valpo, right? He was there for 20 years mm -hmm. and he got paid nickels and developed this amazing program. And like they're huge. He raised like 1.3 million to build this huge, uh, like their clubhouse and their hitting facility and their weight room and he did it all on his own like fundraised built them a booster club like all this stuff right got paid nickels thankless and now Valparaiso is a very reputable like mid-major baseball team yeah like they have a very good program right yes he got kicked out the door faster than you can say you know jump at Jehoshaphat like he was out yeah. right thankless we get to Minnetonka and they've given him everything mm -hmm. he gets paid right but Sometimes you just got to pay your dues. Like yeah. you got to take it in the teeth for a while. And it's like, as long as you're doing what you love and like you're passionate about or you're helping, like you're giving back, like your energy is going out. It's not in. I yeah. think that wherever you're going to end up, it's going to happen. Like do you think it, do, do you think that, so tell me if I'm, um, if you agree or disagree, I'm going to interpret what you're saying. It's, it sounds like, Moving through life, career, whatever, you're just choosing to perceive everything that happens in a certain light and you're just watching for opportunity and then deciding very deliberately which opportunities to yep. take advantage of. Rather than kind of trying to impose yourself upon the world, yeah. you are just choosing your frame, choosing your lens, yep. and then watching, observing, and then taking action when it feels like it's the right time. Right. So, like, I wanted to get into the pitching game for, like, really do the pitching the way I wanted to for forever. Mm -hmm. And you guys had approached me a couple times about, like, kind of doing a pitching thing. Yeah. But not, like, the way I wanted to do it, right? Yeah. And then it just happened. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I wasn't, like, I suppose, actively. I suppose it was the same thing on our end. You know, yeah. we had to just sort of do stuff and, and choose to, to do it in a certain way for a mm -hmm. while until it was... The right time and i tried it like i tried it with minnetonka baseball association they didn't want to do it the way i wanted to do it i tried it with like 
a couple different academies. They didn't want to do it the way I wanted to do it. And so I would go and try it and I didn't, I never was like, this is it, you know, but yeah, you're right. So it's like, I'm, it's just, you just have to like, when opportunities present themselves and they are the right kind of opportunities, the right people. Right. And it's like, you can't really, yes, it's important to be like financially, like you have to be stable. Right. But Mm -hmm. you can't, that can't be your only driver. Yeah. It's just silly. Like you're, you're going to be miserable your whole life. If that's, if you're just chasing a dollar. Like if that's really what you're doing, yeah. if you're literally just chasing a dollar, like you're in my profession, in what I do, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to, it's going to suck. You're going to, your quality of care and your quality of like what you do is going to be bad. Right. Yeah. So yes, I think the, I think the, the lens is very important in the fact that it's like you're doing the right thing over and over and over and over again, as much as you can, you're controlling what you can control. And then if there's things that are happening that are outside your control, you just go, well, I mean, those, just those things happen. Like, you yeah. know, perfect example is this year we've spent like $7,000 on appliances at our house. And it's like, well, yeah, that happens. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit here and get pissed. Like, it just is what it is. Like, yeah, tough break, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love what you're saying. It's really difficult for me to do that. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. I, I'm, I struggle with that every day. Mm-hmm. It's, I am an impose my will on the world guy. Yeah. You know, I want to, you know drive my way through every wall that I see. I'm not waiting for it to crumble in front of me. I'm not going around, you know, I see something and I'm like, I'm going to leave my mark as I blast through this obstacle. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I, I I would say that when things that are completely out of my control happen, I am, I have improved immensely (laughs) on not imploding. Right. Yeah. However, I am, I'm, it's, it is very difficult for me to see the world in this way. Uh And so I think it's, I have a lot of people around me like you Mm -hmm. who balance me out. And I think, do you think that you would be as comfortable with this worldview if you didn't have Megan balancing you out a little bit? Oh, no. Well, I'd be, I'd be endlessly doing things for free all the time. Yeah. Like maybe you'd be comfortable, but you wouldn't be successfully. No. My wife is. Megan is much more of the like, she's the planner. She like puts things on a list and like makes it digestible. Whereas like for me, I just kind of like have this, I have this, this is going to be cocky, but like my brain works really well. And I just have like, I have like these, I have the, like I have the scope of the plan. Right. And I know, and I know the checklist and I know where I'm going. And I, and she's like, did you make a list? I'm like, yeah, I got it. And it's, it's, it's all in there. And then like, as I run through, like a perfect example is like, I start, I just start the day and I just start doing tasks, right? I just, I start and wherever I get to that day, that's where I got to. And I just kept doing tasks the whole day until it's done. And it's like, and I'm not going to get pissed if I didn't get to that one thing. Cause it's like, up, it didn't come up. Mm. It didn't get through the Rolodex. Like it'll come up tomorrow. Like it'll, you know, it's still there, but it's, whereas Megan is very like, we didn't get to that today. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, there's tomorrow. It's okay. But it's also, I'm a middle child, so it's like, I think that I have part of that. And then, like, my sister's very not that, and Axel's very much like me. You met Axel. Yep. He's very, we're both just kind of like, Hoop. oh, yeah. What's going to happen? If you're a golden retriever, Axel is, I don't know, <laughs> he's something more yeah. golden retriever <laughs> He's a literal cartoon human. Yeah. No, um, to bring it back to, like, the reason, like, what we talked about is that placebo effect is, like, your scope is all dependent upon your, like, what you, you want it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like your ability to interpret things that happen to you are all just, it's a matter of like how open you are to experiencing whatever it is. Yeah. And like, 
don't ever put yourself in a bad position to experience something for the sake of experiencing it. Yet, at the same time, like you have to be open to just trying something, being like, well, it might work. Yeah. Yeah. Let's slap a needle in there. Let's see if it works. 5,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 So, so what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm taking away from this is, um, one, my brain doesn't work very well. <laughs> I'm just dumb enough to know that I'm stupid. <laughs> and, uh, but it's funny how you say that. Like, I make lists all the time, and then I look at the list, and I'm like, who made this list? He's full of shit. This is I'm dumb. not doing that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm defiant in the face of my own planning because I'm so, I'm, I want to impose my will on the world so bad that I defy <laughs> my own plan. Yeah. So it's this vicious cycle that can turn negative really fast, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you, you, if you believe all that, though, you know, then yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. Well, is that a good place to wrap up? I think that's the end. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.